507 now at 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey Ware page over at KTSA.com. I am Trey Ware. Good morning and welcome to Monday. we got a whole new month that we're in now. It is Monday, May 1st, May 1. And so good morning to you, 210-599-5555. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning, Don. The table is set, so we're going to dig in right now. Police. DPS and FBI are looking for Francisco Oropesa. They say that Francisco shot a bunch of people over in Houston, killing five of them, just north of Houston in Cleveland, to be exact. That he had been shooting his gun, AR-15, in his front yard, and one of the men went over and asked him to stop about 11 o'clock at night so the kiddos could get to sleep. He said, I'll do whatever I please in my front yard, and went over and started to shoot the people in the house. Two of the women were killed after laying on top of the children to keep the children from being shot. Four children all survived. The family had guests over, and the guests were just there, you know, hanging out. Now, there are several things to keep in mind about this. First of all, this story is disappearing from the national spotlight now. Still being talked about a little bit locally, but the national spotlight is trying to get rid of it. Fox News is still talking about it. Uh, some of the uh, alphabet uh, media starting to drop the story. Why? Well, he's a Mexican national. And during the Obama years, he was deported and, and came back into the country five times. He has recently come back into the country illegally. So this is on Obama's head, or uh, on Biden's head, and this is on Mayorkas's head. Because they have opened the border, they have allowed these people to come back in. That's the first thing. Second thing is, KSAT's reporting this morning, he's out on the loose running around with the AR-15. Now, police say they have the AR-15. I don't know who's right. Police down there say they have the AR-15 in, that he used. But uh, the KSAT reported this morning that he had the AR-15 and he's running around. Uh, bottom line is, there's a dangerous guy out there, and he shouldn't even be in the United States of America. The FBI said over the weekend he could be anywhere. So the other thing to keep in mind, and this is the main reason it's starting to disappear off the uh, alphabet media and the, their newscast, is because, uh, well, there are no laws that you could pass that would have kept this gun out of this guy's hands, obviously because it's already against the law for him to have that gun. Already. So what are you going to do? Make it even more illegal? You're going to make it illegaler? So uh, Department of Homeland Security head Alejandro Mayorkas would not even answer the question yesterday as to whether or not he was in the country illegally. Of course he was in the country illegally five times. Five times deported and came right back into the United States, which leads us into probably our big story of the week up until May 11th is going to be the fact that Title 42 is about to go away. And we're about to be bum-rushed. And we are being bum-rushed and have been bum-rushed with millions since Joe Biden became the president. Many now of the young men who are coming into the United States illegally are wearing camouflage. Now, somebody please tell me why and why we're finding all kinds of military-grade weaponry down along the border on various ranches. Um. I, I mean, it's obvious what's going on. The military of various countries, and I don't know who they are, I would suspect... Chinese military and others are making their way into the United States of America. And probably the cartel guys, too, because they wear camo and so on. We have now more than 24,000 Venezuelan uh, illegal immigrants who crossed the border during the last two weeks. 
In fact, the vast majority of those who are sleeping on sidewalks and all over the terrain, just on the other side of Rio Grande, they are um, uh, Venezuelan, we are told. DPS and Highway Patrol vehicles and National Guard trucks are all up and down there. I told you that last week I went out to uh, West Texas, uh, almost completely to the border, and I could not count the number of encounters that were going on. I couldn't count them. There were that many. I mean, as I drove up and down Highway 90 and other places over there, uh, you could see these guys, DPS, doing a great job, Border Patrol doing a great job, pulling these vehicles out and just offloading these trucks and these vans. It, it is an absolute collapse of our border. We do not have a sovereign nation of the United States anymore because we don't have a southern border. Alejandro Mayorkas blamed the Congress yesterday, said this is the Congress's fault. It's not the Congress's fault. They did it. This administration is fully 100% uh, responsible for what we see happening at the border. To the point where El Paso had to declare a state of emergency yesterday. You heard Don talk about that in his newscast. And you have tens of thousands who are waiting across the border for next Wednesday to just come on in. And they'll be welcomed. And they're each of them now. This is what uh, Biden gives them when they come. And this is what incentivizes them. They each get $800 cash. Your, your money. You also are buying every one of them a cell phone. And you're giving them now free health care through Obamacare. Uh, all of these things have been done to incentivize more and more to come to the United States during an open border policy uh, during the Biden administration. There is no more sovereignty to the United States of America. It doesn't exist. The 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 uh, northern border is open as well, and more and more Chinese uh, international folks are coming in through the northern border. So we, we just basically have no borders in, in our country anymore, which was the, the plan from the very beginning by the globalists, and they are succeeding in their plan. They're also succeeding in collapsing uh, major portions of the banking system. So if you haven't heard already, First Republic is no more. This is the third bank in less than two months to go away. First Republic had lost $100 billion in deposits in the first quarter of this year. $100 billion. And so... It was seized by the regulators last night and then handed over to J.P. Morgan Chase this morning. Basically, it's the Great Reset in action. We've been telling you about the Great Reset for years. And what they're going to do is they're going to collapse as many of these banks as, as they possibly can and put them in the hands of two or three, the biggies, that will run the entire show. And that'll be in, in uh, collusion, if you will, with the Fed who will be running that in the government through just a couple of big banks, J.P. Morgan, Chase, and a couple of others that will be running the entire show and running all the other lending institutions through them. As the debt ceiling fight continues this week in Washington, a new weekend, uh, this is going to continue. Democrats are demanding that the debt ceiling increase with no cuts in spending whatsoever. As we all know, it's impossible to keep spending more with money you don't have and no ability to pay it back. You don't have to be an economist to figure that out. That is called bankruptcy. We are bankrupt as a country. Next step is liquidating the assets, as any bankruptcy filing would do. So it's a big battle in in, uh, in Washington right now. The uh, Democrats want the debt ceiling to go up and no cuts in spending whatsoever. Republicans have put forward sort of this spending cut thing uh, in order to raise the debt ceiling. Debt ceiling should not be raised. It should be cuts should be put into place all across this country right now. You're going to have to cut spending eventually if you want to really attack inflation. That's going to have to happen. Talk about government spending. Uh, they can raise interest rates to 19 or 20 percent. You and I have seen that show before because we were alive in the late 1970s. And remember when the Fed did that then? 
And it took what? Spending cuts from Ronald Reagan across the board, 5% in every agency across our federal government. It took him doing that to get inflation back under control. And that's where we are again. And you're going to have to cut spending in order to do that. But the Democrats will not do that because that's how they they buy votes. They uh, created a whole entire welfare class in America, and that welfare class is growing, and so they refuse to cut the spending, and you're not going to get inflation under control without cutting the spending. There's no way to do that. Jeffrey Epstein hanging out with some some pretty high muckety mucks, or high muckety mucks hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, it's another early voting day in San Antonio and Bear County, and uh, Proposition A uh, and I've got another story of, of uh, San Francisco that would uh, lead you to understand what uh, Proposition A is going to do in San Antonio. And I went shopping at Walmart on Saturday. I want to tell you what I found. That's coming up as well. Trey Ware, KTSA. I don't know anybody that... Everyone, it's May 1st. Good morning, San Antonio. Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. And on the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Lots of cool stuff for you to interact with and uh, an interesting uh, content that goes up over there as well. So check that on out. Phones are always open at 210-599-5555. Trans stupidity from the trans cult is continuing in America today as Emerson College has just announced they are adding period products to the men's restrooms. Because there's been demand from uh, from 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 women or men uh, on co- from men on college, they call them men at the college who are menstruating. Okay, this is this is the trans cult stupidity that exists out there, and now they're going to put tampons and uh, maxi pads and all that stuff uh, to destigmatize menstruation and periods at Emerson College now. Again, it's just the trans cult that is just being really stupid these days. But I'm going to have a story in the next half hour that is going to get the attention of of people, I certainly hope, which is the illogical end. When I say it's illogical, I mean it's it's just more stupidity of of the trans cult and where this is now leading. It is something that I said years ago. I said it about gay marriage years ago because, remember, the gay marriage thing that they fought for was you, I can't, you, you can't tell me who I can love. I can love anybody. And I said, well, if that's the case, then you can love a goat. Oh, that's just stupid. No, it's really not. Can, can a man love a young boy? Well, that'll never happen. Well, yeah, it's happening in America right now. And they're pushing for it in America to legalize it in America right now. And there's lawmakers who are pushing to legalize it. Because you can't tell me who I can love. Well, the same is true with the stupidity of the, the trans stupidity of the trans cult. Where does it go from here? What You always have to be thinking about what is the next step in the evolution, or I, as I call it, the evolution of this stupidity that we have going on in our country right now. And I'm going to tell you that in the next half hour, so hang on. Why was Biden's CIA director meeting with Jeffrey Epstein? Current CIA director William Burns met with Jeffrey Epstein on a number of occasions. Why? In fact, he was the United States Deputy Secretary of State at one time, serving under Hillary Clinton, you know, Bill's supposed wife. And he was meeting consistently and regularly with Jeffrey Epstein. That's interesting. So was Catherine Rumler, a White House counsel under President Barack Hussein Obama. In fact, she met with him on dozens of occasions. Not once, not twice, dozens 
as she was serving under Barack Hussein Obama in the White House. Then she became a top lawyer at Goldman Sachs. And it's on Jeffrey Epstein's calendar that was released over the weekend that she was going to join him in Paris and the private island. It's also come to light that Epstein visited the White House more than 17 times while Bill Clinton was the president. What was he doing there? In light of what we learned from Cindy McCain, the widow of John McCain, Senator John McCain, this this month, that she said they all knew who Jeffrey Epstein was. They all knew what Jeffrey Epstein was doing. In other words, they all knew that he was running this racket of these young little girls that he was handing out to the rich and powerful and famous around the world on his island. And as Alex Jones said 10 years ago, they're filming it. Sandy McCain said, we, we knew who he was. We knew what he was doing. But we could not find anyone, not one soul, who would try and prosecute him. Now, you have to ask the question, why couldn't they find a soul who would prosecute him? When the senator calls, some, you know, somebody as powerful as a John McCain, he was one of the most powerful senators, one of the most high-profile. When he calls and says, hey, we need to investigate this guy, we need to get him, and, and it's shut down right away, we can't get anybody interested in checking into uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Well, you know, you know at that point what that means is that pretty powerful people don't want whatever Epstein was doing to come to light, right? And now it's coming to light little by little. New documents who belong to the uh, convicted pedophile obtained by the Wall Street Journal showing that he had met with the now CIA director William Burns, the Bard College president Leon Botstein, and Obama White House counsel Catherine Rummler, and Professor Noam Chomsky any number of times. And yet, we know he didn't kill himself. We know that, right? Nobody believes that he actually killed himself. The circumstances surrounding his death are way too uh, suspicious for anybody to really believe he killed himself. And they have yet to release the list of all of his, quote, clients. Why? Well, because we all know that there's some very rich and powerful people on that list, so they don't want that information getting out. So I went shopping at Walmart on Saturday. Had to pick up a couple of things. So, you know, beer, bait, and ammo type stuff for a Saturday. So I went, no, no, this shirt came through the mail. I I did some online shopping as well, but thank you. I, yeah, that's a, that's a new one. And uh, I got several new ones that I had brought to my front door. That's a new way of shopping for me. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I'm liking it too. Does it look okay? Yeah, it looks fine. Okay, I just need to fish for. I, I noticed it was new as soon as I as soon as I saw you. Did time. you? Yeah. Well, I, it did not come from Walmart. I've been sh- I've been looking at Walmart. I can't find anything that's turning me on this year. The season's really bad. Right. This new this new spring and summer <laughs> line from you. Walmart. <laughs> you know, just not tripping your trigger this I, it's time. It's not getting yeah. me going. Yeah. I, and I've been there several times, and I've picked yeah. through the racks, and it's just nothing there is turning me on. And I had my clothing consultant Bertha come over, and I asked her. I said, "Big Bertha, what can I do here? I mean, you know, I'm looking, and I can't find any of them that I really like." And Big Bertha looked at me. She she said, "What's your problem?" And I said, "I don't know. I just I, nothing's turning me on." She said, yeah. "Oh my God, boy, come over here." And it's still nothing turning me. I went to the. She took me over the Dickies rack. Nothing Nothing on the Dickies rack either, because she's seen me buy off the Dickies rack before. Sure, yeah. Right. So, Bertha, I'm sorry, I can't do any business with you right now, but you know, I will again. Here's what I did do though. 
I went back to the beer section because it was Saturday was the day of my son, you know. So I wanted to get a Coors Light because that was his choice. One Coors Light, just give me one to sip on Saturday, right? Right. You can't buy a single beer at Walmart, obviously, no. so I had to buy a six-pack. Yeah. So if anybody wants to come over, I've got five Coors Lights. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all want to come over, i got five yeah. Coors Lights over there. But you I'll don't... be there, but what's everybody else going to have? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That'll do me, but what are you yeah. going to drink? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so, you know what's interesting is that... A lot of the beer's been picked through. You know, I think I got the last six-pack of bottles of Coors Light. A lot of the beer was picked through. It's Saturday. Lots of Bud Light. Lots of Bud All the Bud Light you want. If I was Walmart, I'd run me a special on Bud Light for about 10 cents and right. sell them all. Because Bud Light, and, and there's plenty of Budweiser, too, but Bud Light at the Wazoo at Walmart. Now, I don't know. You know, I, I have no idea. I haven't been to H-E-B yet. Um, H-E-B tends to be a little more liberal clientele. So they might have sold some Bud Light over there. But I can tell you they haven't sold a drop at my Walmart. Not a drop of Bud Light. There's plenty of it there. So if you're thirsty, I'll let you know which one that is and you can go check it out. Yeah, it's funny. That's been my dad's beer of choice for Bud Light. As long as I can remember. Yeah. And and I have a friend up in Maine who will bring him. He can't go to the store on his own any longer. So she she will bring him a 12 pack of Bud Light every now and then. And so she calls me Saturday and says, is your dad still drinking Bud Light? I'm like, well, as far as I know, why why wouldn't he? And she says, well, because of all this controversy going on. Yeah. I don't want to buy it for him. And so here's the thing with my father. Mm-hmm. I said, he sees all this going on. He sees people aren't buying Bud Light anymore. He's sitting there and he's thinking, more for me. Right. No, that's exactly <laughs> right. Well, and the, I can get it at a sure, cheaper price. Cheaper yeah, price, yeah. yeah. Well, in Fairfax Bar and Grill in Indiana, <clears throat> he is the owner is begging the customers to come back. When the whole thing first began over Dylan Mulvaney, mm-hmm. he told his customers, if you don't like what Bud Light just did with this uh, trans person, then you can go to hell, leave me, you know, I'll, I'll be fine, don't come back. Well, they didn't. So he's now come out Oops. this weekend. He's going, please come back. Please, I'm going broke here. Please come back. So, yeah, I, you know, it's it's uh, it, it continues to be the big uh, controversy. But I can tell you, at least at my Walmart, I don't know what it's like at yours, but at mine, there's plenty of Bud Light. And when I got to the float house, I had a Lone Star. So there you go. How was the float house? It was fantastic. Yeah, good. Yeah, put a picture when, up. I ran into Kim Holter up there. When did you go there? Saturday. Saturday? Yeah, we were just doing a little cruise up and down the river for Justin, and I was, you know, we just wheeled in there for about five minutes. We stayed there five minutes and took off. I, I was so mad at my parents for coming over. <laughs> no, don't ever be mad at your parents for yeah, visiting. Dude. But the weather <laughs> was the weather was perfect oh, it was for fantastic. Your house. mom and dad stopped by to visit you, and you're all put out by it? And let me tell you something, bro. You, you'll always have the float house. You won't always have your parents. Oh, I know. That's why I... <laughs> Why didn't you just yes. pack them up and take the parents a portable? Well, that's true. Take them with you. They're, yeah, they, 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 you can move them around. I should have said that. You can no, put they, it, no. throw them in the back of the truck, drive up there. You're right. <laughs> I just, see, Jimmy don't want them cramping his style. <laughs> that's right. When he's up there. <laughs> well, that's true, too. They, the they learn a little there, bit about yeah. Jim. It's, a, it's an only child thing. Yeah, oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Trey and I were going to meet up, and then I got the text from my mom, and then I texted you. I was like, oh, yeah. never mind. The yeah. folks are coming at 2. Well, I gave Kim a hug for you, so all it's right. all good. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Stop dealing with constant tooth pain and stop. Nope. This one never gets old. Mm-mm. I could listen to this a million times and never wear it out. Love it. Ben Lizzie. 
boys are back in town. 539 at KTSA. You know, that goes pretty good with a hot cup of coffee, black, straight up. Mm, that really does. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Well, California is continuing to... Um, <laughs> Ruin the lives of Californians. <laughs> On Friday, state regulators over there banned the sale of new diesel big rigs. That's right. They passed new rules requiring all trucks be zero emission vehicles by 2042 in California and no more big rig diesels in uh, California. It's the same day that their board called CARB, it's the California Air Resources Board, enacted regulations that require zero emission trains as well, trains and 18-wheelers. That means the, the stuff that comes into the port of California through the Chinese, and they take those containers off by crane and set them on a train to go across the country, the train has to be zero emissions. In other words, the train has to be electric. Now, this comes after last week when the Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm, says she's pushing the administration to buy fiat, of course, because they don't run anything through Congress anymore, force the entire military to go electric. The entire military. <clears throat> but going back to California for just a second, all the goods, all the goods that are uh, taken to stores anywhere are delivered by big truck. You know that, right? Well, uh, you're going you're gonna to force every, every big truck to be electric. But they don't even have enough electricity in California right now to keep the lights on during the summer. They will have brownouts and blackouts in just a couple of months in California. It happens every single year because they don't generate enough electricity out there. They just outlawed new nuke plants, which is a great source of renewable clean energy. And in California, no, no more nuke plants. So they're not generating any more electricity. They don't have enough electricity right now, even with the other forms of energy production they have in California, they still don't have enough electricity, and they're cutting more electricity off while requiring more use of electricity in California. Th this doesn't end well, of course, and all this is, this is just proving, again, what the climate crisis is really all about. As you know, the climate crisis is a hoax. It is a hoax. It's not man-made the climate crisis comes and goes, or climates change uh, throughout all millennia, throughout the beginning of time. God's in charge of the climate, not me, not you, and certainly not jo Joseph Robinette Biden. It's a hoax, and it is a hoax that the communist Democrats are using to exert more control over everyday Americans. And this action, latest action in California, is proof positive of that. They're going to control Californians' movement, and they're just simply not going to get the materials that they're looking for. But what it's also going to do, it's going to affect the rest of us around America because with them saying that the trains in California have to be electric, electric trains, that's what you and I used to play with when we were kids, right? We had those little Lionel sets, electric train, run around the Christmas tree. Yeah, well, now they're going to do that in California, which means supply chain crunch for us because a lot of stuff that comes from China and Taiwan makes its way through the port of California and to our homes, to our Walmarts, and to our stores to be sold to us and to be put chips in our cell phones and everything else. And if the tra if the trains have to be electric and you don't have enough electric uh, generation to run those trains, then you're not going to get your stuff. 
This doesn't end well at all here in the United States of America. Billionaires, by the way, lined up this weekend to support Joseph Biden for 2024, saying the stakes are higher than ever before, and we're going to pour billions of dollars into the re-election of Joe Biden. LinkedIn co-founder Reid Hoffman, he's worth $2 billion, and he's going to have a bunch of uh, fundraisers for Joe. And let's see, investor Haim Saban, he's worth $3 billion. DreamWorks co-founder Jeffrey Katzenberg, he's worth a billion. Signum Global Advisors founder Charles Myers, his net, net worth is not really known, but it's in the billions. He says the stakes are higher than ever before. Hedge, hedge fund executive Donald Sussman telling CNBC over the weekend that Biden is akin to President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He legislatively and executively accomplished with his Build Back Better agenda so far, transforming America into a great nation going forward, says Sussman. I am thrilled his unique leadership will continue. And Alexander Soros, of course, George Soros's kid, is going to toss billions behind uh, good old Joe as well, trying to get him reelected. So we'll just see where all that goes. Meanwhile, the uh, auto industry is reshaping itself right in front of us, and I got that after the break. And the lost and found from the cars you ride in when you travel. That's coming up as well. Trey Ware, KTSA. That's all I want to say to you. Reminds me of the Jetsons. Ook, eek, ock, or ah. 210-599-5555. By the way, our pledge number where you can leave the Pledge of Allegiance on our voicemail and then listen for yourself on the radio. I wish you'd do this because it's great. It's, it's, we do it twice a day at 550, once at 550 and another time at, uh, at 650. 210-654-5155. That's uh, 210-654-5155. Thank you very much for doing so. During the Trump years, Trump had isolated pretty much China, and uh, it was was causing the the downfall of China, or at least was controlling China better than anybody else had in uh, quite some time. In fact, if you go back to an interview that he did back in the 1990s when Bill Clinton was president, he was asked, and I believe it was Oprah, I'm pretty sure it was Oprah, might have been Good Morning America, either way, he was asked about the biggest threat to the United States, and he said it's going to be China down the road. He was right. Look where we are today. And at the time, Bill Clinton was, was placating, and, and as, as the Democrats have done, uh, China and has actually tried to help China grow so that they could put themselves in a position like they are today to take our country over. And so, and I don't know if, if, if Clinton was on the take. I suspect he was through the Clinton Family Foundation, like Joe is being paid off by China and his family is being paid off by China right now. But uh, back then... Um, you know, Donald Trump said, hey, we're going to have to control China. Well, when he got into office, he raised tariffs on China, which I happen to believe that's one of the reasons why COVID was released on the United States when he was president, to get rid of it. It just makes sense. When you start putting the pieces together, it makes complete and perfect sense that COVID would come along to destroy a very successful country, lock us up into a time where it destroyed the economy, increased, uh, of course, uh, unemployment in the country, and locked everybody up in their houses. So now, uh, China's got the upper hand. No doubt about that. And Ford Motor Company has given in to China. Right now in Michigan, the Chinese are going to build a $3.4 billion battery power plant. They're going to own a lot of property in Michigan by doing so. So they're buying up property all across America largest landowner in america now it's not american citizens it's the country of china they actually own us so anyway 
Ford Motor Company announced over the weekend that they're very proud to make history. Their next-generation Lincoln Nautilus will be made in China by Ford and imported into the United States. Now, wrap your head around that one for just a second, if, if it's possible to do so at 5.53 in the morning, that Joe Biden lowered the tariffs that, that Donald Trump had raised on China and so manufacturing jobs are not coming back to the United States. They're leaving the United States to go where? To China. And China's going to make the next Ford SUV and import it into the United States. So not only does the United States lose the workers and lose the manufacturing capacity by Ford sending the, the uh, manufacturing facility over to China, uh, but China gets to make all the money. How does this benefit the United States that we're offshoring our manufacturing to China and importing it into the United States? How does this help us? What does this do to benefit the United States? Now, I know that's not a question that Democrats are asking. Democrats could care less. It's time to punish the United States. Mean, old, evil empire. We've got to bring down the United States. And what did, what did Obama used to tell us all the time? We've got to be taught a lesson. Got to be taught a lesson here in this country. Well, they're trying to teach us a lesson in the economy every single day. We mentioned the debt ceiling in the last half hour, how it's not possible to continue to spend money that you cannot pay back. You don't have an ability to pay back. That's called bankruptcy. And the next step in bankruptcy is, of course, as we all know, uh, the, the, the off-selling, the getting rid of all the assets, the liquidating of the assets which I believe is the end game here in the United States. We're watching that happen with all these bank failures where just a few banks are going to control the whole shebang throughout our country. First Republic now is owned by J.P. Morgan Chase. J.P. Morgan Chase will be one of those banks that's just a handful at the upper echelon that's going to control the entire thing. And the Fed is actually going to run the show through the banks. All right, so Uber is now announcing their lost and found list of unique items found in Uber cars. The top 10 most forgotten items, clothing, phones, backpacks, purses, headphones, jewelry, keys, books, laptops, and watches. Number one city for left-behind items, Jacksonville, Florida. Anybody want to guess what the number two city for left-behind items in Uber is? Anybody? New Just, Orleans. Nope. Chicago. Nope. San Antonio. Is that right? <laughs> San Antonio, Texas is number wow. two. Number one, Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> really? We forget more stuff in Uber cars than any other city in America with the exception of Jacksonville. The I'm most... sure those numbers spiked in the last 10 days or so. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, okay, we yeah. make the entire year for two weeks in, yeah, in, uh, yes. in April. The most unique <laughs> item left behind in a Uber is Danny DeVito's Christmas ornament. Other notables include a, a person's toy poodle. <laughs> they left a dog, dog, <laughs> dog in the dog car. In the car. The hell? That had to be on purpose. Yeah. A fog machine, an ankle monitor, that's also on purpose. Somebody cut that sucker <laughs> off. 16 ounces of fake blood, a printer and remote control vibrator, a pi- a what? 
You said you heard, it. You heard yourself right. <laughs> a yeah. remote control vibrator? What yeah. is that? Well, well, Trey, it's it's, it's sort know, of it's a sex toy. Uh, what? You, you don't need to be near the person. You can watch them across the room and yeah. press buttons. Well, what good is that? I mean, if you're giving somebody a massage, don't you want to be like no, right? I, I don't think that's what it's for. Oh. And uh, a pen of Jesus holding a slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Well, you know, even the Almighty wants to nosh every yeah. now and then, you know? A Statue of Liberty green foam crown, a lightsaber, hamsters. Well, you know. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. No comment. <laughs> Two painted rat traps, a power of attorney document issued by a Turkish consulate, uh, pet turtles, a slab of bluefin uh, tuna, uh, let's see, a slushy machine, a fake tooth. Uh, there's a uh, and they're saying a huge increase of lost Disney and Harry Potter items like mini ears and Mickey ears, misplaced teeth. People are taking their teeth out and leave them in a car. Why are they taking their teeth out? Well, there's a few private items: underwear, condoms, sex toys, shawls. They're taking their shawls off. Well, Nana getting crazy in the back of an Uber. Right. Yeah. That's it. Uh, number one gaming device. Uh, Nintendo Switch, 70 cons- consoles of Nintendo Switch being left behind in in uh, Ubers. Mm-hmm. And then marijuana, a high increase in forgotten ganja goods is what they say. So wow. please don't leave your marijuana in the Uber. Yeah. Uh, bed sheets, Apple pens, bathroom shelf, uh, gift box that looks like an egg yolk, a black belt, a blood pressure machine, a light yellow dolphin puppet, and dog food. Um, Saturday and Sunday is the most forgetful days of the week. Obviously, you're trashed. 11 p.m. is the hour when people forget the most. Uh, obviously, you're right. trashed on a Saturday yeah. night and Sunday. Right. And let's see here. April is the most forgotten month. Well, see, well, there you go. <laughs> a dang fiesta. <laughs> there fiesta you go. Fiesta forgetness. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Which, my poodle. I forgot no. my slab of tuna. I mean, what are people taking in these right. cars? There, there are people waking up right now listening to us who can't remember the last 10 days. They're like, <laughs> That's true. holy crap, what did I do yeah. the last? What did I do the last 10 days we've seen the videos we we have all the video evidence on facebook and we'll release it when necessary Mm -hmm. when when we need to hold you accountable all right back in a minute trey ware ktsa imagine getting ahead of your ear new month and a new week trey ware ktsa with elaine and jimmy and don all here for you 210-599-5555 this half hour we talk about gambling coming to texas we got a war on hunting Guess who's declare war on hunting? I'm going to tell you more about that coming up here in a few minutes. And a middle school student sent home for refusing to change his shirt. What did the shirt say? And, of course, a very troubling, troubling story that I'll get into in just a couple seconds. Uh, that is an outflow of the trans stupidity of the trans cult in America. The trans cult continues to bring stupidity and, and bring our country to a new low. And I'll explain coming up in a second. But first, Brad's been hanging on. He wanted to get a comment in here. So, Brad, you're on KTSA. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Trey. I picked up my Wall Street Journal this morning, and I was shocked and surprised that not only did they name the names, but they had pictures of people that went to uh, Epstein Island. And I just figured, I don't know how many of these people are married or whatever, but, you know, assumingly a wife is going to throw the paper down in some dude's lap and say, you got some explaining to do, mister. And there's probably an entire industry starting up now of explanations for why people went to Epstein Island that have nothing to do with, you know, the alleged activities there, as sickening as they were. And I just thought, well, okay, the college president, he could probably say, 
he was going there to solicit donations or a scholarship fund or something like that. That's, those guys are always going around begging people to donate money and they'll name a building after them and things like that. But these other guys and stuff, uh, you know, it's just, it just looks mighty risky. Uh, I, I guess they'll say, well, I was down in this corner of the building and, and all the alleged crimes and activities were in that corner of the building. And it's just going to be real weak, but you can bet people are going to come forward with all kinds of justifications or explanations for down there. And it's just really, it's going to be kind of funny the way they're going to be tripping over themselves and stuff. But of course they could also probably be planning on uh, suing uh, the journal. If you know, if these things, the journal is a good paper. I Mm. can't believe they would run half truths or speculation. They probably have some good facts and, and, and evidence that really supports that these people knew, knew what they were doing when we went down there. But, just wanted to share that with you. I'm glad you did. Thank you, Brad. Have a great week. Uh, what he's referring to is something I brought up uh, last hour that uh, talks about some of the folks that were associated with Jeffrey Epstein and had uh, many, many meetings with him. One is a an attorney that worked uh, for uh, Barack Obama. And, of course, the current CIA director is probably the biggest name who had all kinds of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, William Burns. And you have to ask the question, why would the CIA director, at that time he was Assistant Secretary of State, why would he be meeting? Meeting with Jeffrey Epstein on a regular basis. Why would Jeffrey Epstein be, be be meeting with Bill Clinton in the White House seventeen times? These are questions that nobody wants to ask and nobody wants to get answers to. Obviously, and somebody killed the man off, in my view. And so, anyway, Jeff, uh, Brad, thanks for bringing that up. We'll continue to talk about that. So, you've heard me talk about the trans stupidity from the trans cult for a long time, and when they were debating gay marriage in America, I happen to believe that biblical marriage is one man and one woman. I think that it's in the Old Testament. Jesus reconfirmed that and said it. Paul said it in his writings that a biblical marriage is one man and one woman. If you want to have a biblical marriage, that's what you have. Okay. And I was called a Luddite and a Neanderthal for not jumping on board with a, with a, with gay marriage because, uh, you know, people would say, well, you know, you can't tell me who I can love. Well, okay. I said, what is the end of that? What's the end result of that then? Can, can a man love a boy? Well, no, we would never go there. Well, we are. That's where we're headed in America right now. There's a movement advancing that, and it's actually g- gaining ground and headway. Uh, so now when the trans cult started... And it is trans stupidity. That's it, it. Clearly, is a mental illness. I said, okay. So how far can this go? When you start removing healthy penises and healthy breasts from people, and particularly children, how far does that go? Can you say to somebody who wants to have elective amputation done? Can you say to them no? If you're accepting of the trans cult, well, here we are, however many years after I made that question and that statement, and they're doing it. Transableism, a new term for bid or body integrity identity disorder in which a person actually identifies as handicapped. I'm handicapped. It has been relabeled to transableism to align with today's trans community. And the point of changing the identifier from a psychiatric condition, BID, 
to an advocacy term, transableism is to harness the cultural power right now of gender theology and ideology to the cause of allowing doctors to, quote, treat these patients by amputating healthy limbs, snipping the spinal cords so that they're from the waist down, right, snipping their spinal cords and destroying eyesight. I know everybody in this building is looking at me right now like, what in the world? What? It is the next step that is going on right now in our world. It's another gift from the trans cult and the trans stupidity that is going on. You now have people who identify as handicapped. They're perfectly healthy. There's absolutely nothing physically wrong with these folks. But they have been, right, no, of course, they're not healthy in the brain, of course. They're not healthy in their mind. They're healthy. I'm talking about physicality. Is healthy. They don't have a bad arm. They don't have a bad leg. They're not paralyzed from the waist down. They're not quadriplegic. But they have been mutilating themselves. And so now, surgeons are performing what's called elective amputation. The National Institutes of Health notes on its website, those with BID desire the amputation of one or more healthy limbs or a desired paralysis, snipping of the spinal cord so that they're paralyzed. One woman here identified as transabled uses a wheelchair even though she has no physical handicap at all. She also is transgendered. It had been a lifelong wish, she said, to have been born a woman paralyzed from the waist down. 21-year-old North Carolina woman who identified as blind took steps to destroy her own eyesight so she could be blind because she identified as blind. Jane Orient, a general internist in Tucson, Arizona, said, in my opinion, both transgender and transabled persons suffer from a delusional disorder. Well, you're right. They do. But if you are accepting of and promoting of the removal of healthy penises and healthy breasts, how then can you say you're against somebody removing a healthy leg or snipping their spinal cord because, look, they just you have to affirm whatever they're identifying as. Right? Right? If we're going to affirm that somebody who is clearly a boy all the way down to his chromosomes of XY, and we're going to confirm him and affirm him by removing a healthy penis, then are you going to say, no, hey, uh-uh, we're not going to let that person remove their legs. How, how do you settle that in your mind? They're saying, listen, I'm handicapped. I, 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 I'm an amputee. I have a healthy arm. I'm going to remove it. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy talk. And that's exactly what it is. But so is transgenderism. There is no difference. They're both psychological issues between people's ears. It has nothing to do with their physicality. You can change their physicality, and you're not changing that person. Very normally healthy people being born and going through elective amputation because of what they, quote, identify as. Welcome 
to America and the world, by the way. It's not just in our country. In 2023. You got any thoughts about it, Paul? You're on KTSA. Good morning. Yes, thank you for taking my call this morning. Uh, we have somebody at our church who looks into things that are going on in our country, and then we pray about them each week. And yesterday we were handed something that said that California, Oregon, and Washington State are taking a war on parental rights to an extreme level. Legislation. Uh, you're, you're listening to your radio, Paul. I can't continue the conversation. I'm sorry. Listen, when you guys call, make sure you turn your radio down. I love talking to you, but you've got to turn your radio down or off, or else it's going to make you crazy. All right, a uh, quick break. More coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, it's David Van Camp with Don Rackler, the owner. 107.1. Oh, no, I totally agree. That's that's a gross story, right? <laughs> the whole transablism and, uh, you know, want to be handicapped, so I'm going to have my doctor snip my spinal cord and so on. But the reason to bring it up is to say... I know people say, that's crazy, man. Why would you go through elective amputation? That's nuts. Why would you have a doctor remove your own healthy leg, your own healthy arm, destroy your healthy eyesight? Why would you do that? That's crazy talk. And so what I would say is I want somebody who supports transgenderism, the trans cult, to explain why it's okay to remove a healthy penis. Or healthy breasts. In, in, in the whole idea that, oh, no, we have to advance, we have to affirm transgenderism. It's not crazy to affirm transgenderism by removing healthy body parts, but, man, it sure is crazy to, to affirm transableism, as they call it, not my word, theirs, but uh, to, to affirm transableism by removing a healthy body part. It's, that's crazy. But removing a healthy penis or healthy breasts, well, that's not crazy. No, 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 no. You're twisting yourself all into knots if that's what you believe. You, you've bought off on the trans cult and the trans stupidity in America if that's what you believe. It's all crazy. It's every last bit of it. It's absolutely a psychological disorder. And that's the level that we need to be dealing with this at, not at some physical uh, level where, where now, you know, you, you have a president of this country who pushes children being able to remove healthy body parts. He says that, that children should make that decision and not parents. Parents should not be involved in making that decision with, ch with children. The Pentagon, doctors at the Pentagon were out again this weekend. They've chosen the age of seven. That children as young as seven should be able to physically alter their bodies permanently by having breast tissue removed or penises removed. Well, would the Pentagon also support a, a seven-year-old who wants to have his leg removed, his arm removed? Would the Pentagon support that? A seven-year-old? Then if they if they say no, whoa, no, can't do that, then why would you support a seven-year-old removing his penis? See, that's the point. There, you, you, and any time we get into these cultures, what, what they have done is they've removed the idea of an absolute truth, right? I have my own truth, and that is I, I, I'm handicapped and I need my legs removed. That's my own truth, and you can't tell me that that's not my own truth. I need to live my own truth. I, I'm, a, I'm actually a woman in a man's body. Take my penis off, and that's going to make me a woman. 
as Chuck Todd said to Vivek Ramaswamy yesterday, how do you know that gender is not a full spectrum, that we can be, that there's thousands of genders out there? Oh, come on, Chuck, you're just stupid. That's just stupid. There are two genders. Oh, and that got a middle schooler sent home. I'll tell you about that in the next half hour. I also want to talk about all these commercials I saw over the weekend. There's plenty of them running on television, especially if you watch any sports. There's a lot of commercials, as now folks in Las Vegas are spending millions of dollars lobbying Texans and lobbying the legislature that is now in effect in Texas. And what is it they want? The money in Las Vegas? Why are they lobbying Texans and why are they lobbying our legislature so hard? When I get back, I'll fill you in on the story coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Would you put your family at risk if given a clear choice? 635 at KTSA. Trey Ware here. We're starting off a new month and a a new week. And I I don't want you to waste your tease on me here, man. But I am curious about this guy getting shot in the head. He was just riding in a car. Riding in a car. And was it like a road rage? I don't want you to expose too much of the story, but road rage or what? That's still up, you know. There's Don't still, know. Yeah, because the, the driver couldn't give any description of the car. Wow. Anything like that. So, so the driver didn't know the other, it wasn't like they were fighting and they were, you know. Yeah, there's no word of any of that at all. God. In, in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. Are we becoming Chicago or what? <laughs> it looks that way. It sure does. Yeah, every, That's insane. Every day you get more stories like this. That's crazy. Yeah. You want casino gambling here? Anybody? Casino gambling? Anybody for casino gambling in, in Texas and San Antonio? Anybody? Anybody? Oh, uh, oh hey, I got to take her right over here. Yes, sir. May I help you? Yes, I would like to see little riverboat casinos in the San, San Antonio, Antonio River. river. <laughs> I mean, <the> smallest riverboat <laughs> ever. Just paddle <laughs> wheels on the back. You know, chicka, 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 chicka. Yeah, like it's, a, just, it's like a gambling canoe. You would have, right. have a just a, a, a kayak, a roulette, a roulette a table. Kayak. That would be nice. Generate okay. some more revenue for uh-huh. us and... Maybe fix up some roads, right. clean up some trash, okay. get our education system better. All right. I mean, I can think of the resources that we could use that money for. Right. Kind of like the lottery. All of that money went to education and helped education in Texas is what Ann, Ann Richards told us was going to happen, and not one bit of it has been going to education well, all these years. So yeah. forget about what they tell you it's going to do. Let's talk about the implications for you know our, our great state, right, and what it could and, and, and couldn't do for our state. Because what they tell you is, you know, they've got the positive sides. And if you look at the uh, and the reason I'm bringing it up this morning, of course, the legislation is in front of the Texas ledge right now. But over the weekend, I saw a ton of commercials. And if you look at the fine print down at the bottom, sponsored by Las Vegas Sands. So they've got a huge interest in here. They want to build casinos in Texas. It's an untapped market. There's bukus of dollars in Texas that they could be tapping and that they're not. That would generate a lot of employment for people at the casinos. Yeah. I mean, a Until lot. AI takes over. Yeah, and you got an AI dealer, right? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, see? Oh, that would make me so mad. It would happen. It's going to happen. AI dealer. Okay, so let me bring it up. Let me, let me, let's just talk about this for a second because um, when, when, you're, when you believe in liberty and freedom as I do, either you have absolutes in liberty and freedom or you have degrees, right? You, you have to at some point say... The liberty and freedom is based on degrees for the betterment of society, for, for the overall good of society. And then that's so subjective because whose who's overall view are you talking about, right? 
Okay, so through discipline you can get freedom. And then without discipline, then we have disarray. Okay, that's perfect. That is said perfectly. Because that's exactly my thinking on this. As it is in so many other things, let me give you one example. We have laws in Texas for those who like to ride their motorcycles without a helmet. Okay? Yes. You're protected. You're able to do that. However, you have to buy special additional insurance so that if you crash and you beat your head on the pavement, that you're not a burden on the rest of, of us, taxpayers. That you have to have that insurance to cover those injuries if you're a vegetable the rest of your life, so that you don't become a burden on society. That's fair. So is it fair then to say, if we're going to bring casino gambling here and we're going to say we're libertarians or that we believe in liberty and freedom and if you're 21 and over and you want to gamble and gamble your life savings away and your retirement away and all that, that's fine. But then, as you just alluded to with personal responsibility... Doesn't it make sense to say we're not going to cover your butt if you break yourself? Yes. No. That you 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 are not allowed to get on government assistance. The state is not going to is not going to carry you for your stupidity of of gambling because at the bottom when it comes down to it that is stupidity. I understand it's a, I understand it can become a disease and all that. But if you take everything that you have and the the future of your children and whatever you've got you're leaving behind in your retirement and you throw it at, at, at gambling and you lose it all, it's America, you can do that. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's stupid to do that, but it's America, you can do that. But then you're not allowed to turn to the rest of taxpayers and say, now you've got to feed me and house me and give me medical care the rest of my life because of my choices and my stupidity. I agree. Uh, I'm on gambling restriction because I was above my budget, and there's responsibility. So you have you have the self, self-governing capability to say to yourself (laughs) this is my budget this is all i'm going to do and if i go beyond that i'm done it's twelve hundred dollars a year i'm either going to spend twelve hundred or less however there are plenty who don't who cannot do that who do not they can do it they choose not to do it there are corporate ceos that i know of in this town that work in high up banks that have just corrupted and bankrupted themselves yeah get a divorce right and yeah, you have to have self-restraint. Okay, so now we have to, as as you know, as a society, then if we're going to explore this idea of of legalized gambling with casinos, and they're talking about cell phones and stuff like that mm-hmm. in this bill, if we're going to legalize that, we must, in my view, my opinion, we must put guardrails in place so that somebody like the people you're describing do then not become wards of the state. A la those of us who ride our motorcycles. If you if you wear a helmet, you don't have to buy that extra insurance. But if you do not wear a helmet, you have to buy extra insurance so you're not it's a guardrail, so you don't become a burden on the state if you bang your head. So So shouldn't we do the same thing in this legislature? Okay, I agree. Have yeah. at it. But the taxpayers, we're not gonna bail you out. So some of the gambling sites, you have to deposit the money to be able to gamble. It's not on your credit like with the booking on the streets. So at least there's some guardrails, like you said, in restrictions where I have to put in $1,000 to be able to bet $1,000. I can't just bet 1000 if I already have any deposited. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I guess some of the websites are trying to do that because they also put their uh, – 
disclaimers at the end if you have a gambling So maybe problem. we do a thousand dollars plus five hundred so that the five hundred covers insurance so that if you bust yourself then you've got insurance to to cover yourself. I don't know. I don't know what the guardrails are. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I do know. I don't know either. You know? But I am saying that it should not be up to the taxpayers of Texas if you okay gambling in Texas. It shouldn't be up to us to have to carry mm-hmm. you. I feel the same way about drug use, right? That if you're going to live in a libertarian society, you have to say, okay, you know, this is something that we're going to allow to a certain degree, a certain extent. But to protect society, we have to have guardrails in place. And the same is true with gambling or any other of the the sins that we call them uh, that people want to participate in in a free society. Then you have to have guardrails in, in place to protect society. Now, back in the day... Nobody really turned to society and had their hand out. They screwed up. They knew they screwed up, and they just dealt with it in their own way. Uh, Today, people expect taxpayers to carry them because that's what they have been taught from the womb to the tomb, that everybody else will take care of you, and you can't even question that. Well, no. mm -mm. If you're going to approve stuff like gambling, then you put those guardrails in place, and it's called personal responsibility. And if you end up flat broke down on Houston Street, begging for uh you know something to eat that's on you it's not on the taxpayers of the tech of texas yeah it's it's what agreed it's cya not okay. we cya right we're, we're not covering your ass. right it's not it's not we ya yeah it's cya very good Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. elvis you're on ktsa good morning Good morning. Uh, I know who doesn't want gambling in Texas, and that's Louisiana, Oklahoma, and New Mexico. Well, sure, absolutely, right. But what do you think about you go, uh, what do you think about gambling coming to Texas? It's already here. It's called a lottery. I can blow just as much money on the lottery as I could on any spinning wheel or blackjack or three card poker. So you you don't think it should be approved in Texas? Oh, no, 100% approve it, because then uh, all the Texas plates in Louisiana, New Mexico, and Oklahoma are going to be in Texas. Okay. All right. Thank you, Elvis. 210-599-5555. I want to tell you about Foundation Support Specialists. FoundationSupportSpecialists.com. We have a huge problem around here in this part of the country with failure uh, with foundations, foundation failure. And a lot of that's caused by our soil. A lot of that's caused by our weather, so on. Uh, but the bottom line is you really ought to have your foundation inspected every once in a while, every few years, to make sure that everything is okay with your foundation. Now, a lot of people only wait until they see a foundation problem, like a door that doesn't open or close or a window that you can't get open or something like that, or maybe a crack in the sheetrock. Uh, that's one thing. But sometimes you have problems with your foundation, and none of that, there's no evidence like that. So you don't see anything. And uh, the next thing you know, you've got a a major structural issue with your home that's going to cost you a lot of money to have fixed. And you could have, you know, you might have been able to to hold that off by having your foundation inspected. That's why our friends at Foundation Support Specialists will do that absolutely free for you. They will not charge you for the foundation inspection. And if they need to repair your foundation, then they will guarantee their fix for the life of the structure with a transferable warranty. They are just tremendous people. So get in touch with them today and have them come out and do that free foundation inspection for you. Then you'll have the peace of mind knowing everything's okay. That's foundationsupportspecialist.com. Garage clutter got you down? Garageization will help improve that. Cue the drums. Yeah. 651 at KTSA. I, uh... 
Sitting here looking at some of the numbers from early voting. Thank you to Mark Kerr for sending this over to me. 58,000 votes out of a million. That's 5.8% turnout in early voting so far. Early voting continues today and tomorrow. The election is coming up on Saturday. Vote against Prop A. Vote against Prop A. All right, let me go to Carl Eggers, uh, creatingrichelives.com, for our weekly money update. What is the money update this week, Carl? Well, it feels like feels like 2008 again to some degree. We got a, a another, not a bank bailout. We got a, a purchase. J.P. Morgan purchased First Republic over the weekend. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the third bank failure, and I think it's the second largest ever. And J.P. Morgan's going to come in and buy the, the assets as the uh, – First Republic's go- uh, assets were seized by the government, basically, and they struck a deal to to sell their assets. So, <clears throat> you know, this is probably not as bad as 2008, given that they, these weren't caused by bad loans, but caused by mismanagement. And of course, we've talked about ad nauseum the the Federal Reserve jacking up interest rates very, very quickly has caused a lot of um, waves in the market and. JP Morgan, you know, we're we're seeing this this market that's since 2008 it's been very bifurcated, right? You got the biggest banks and they're getting stronger and stronger and more powerful. And then you got the smaller banks which in 2008 weren't doing as bad and now they're the ones struggling. So I think you're going to see more regulation, kind of like we saw after 2008, regulation that came at the big banks, you're going to see them coming to the small banks. Maybe you'll see some changes in FDIC insurance. But that's going to be more cost, more regulation for some of these smaller local banks, uh, a lot of the ones that our, our listeners deal with. And so, you know, what does that mean? It still means that you're, you're probably going to get the worst rates at some of the smaller banks versus what you can get, you know, by yourself going out there and, and doing a brokerage count and buying, you know, money markets and, and uh, treasury bills and things of that nature. So that's probably the biggest news of the day. And, of course, we got huge tech earnings this week to see really what's going on with with uh, corporate America as we continue to roll through earnings season and and ultimately the stock market's still still climbing higher which is um, <laughs> you know somebody. you know that's just uh, when I look at all this and of course this is another conspiracy theory that's coming through the Great Reset is actually happening and in the Great Reset they talk about how the banking system is going to be aligned and run by three major banks in America under the control of the Federal Reserve. And that's where we are. Mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and Goldman Sachs. They are ending up with, with all the banks and the control of all the financial uh, stuff that happens in our country. And and also, Carl, we're sitting here looking. And, and so, I mean, that, that it's been said that that's going to happen through the Great Reset for a long time. And people go, well, that's a conspiracy theory. Well, we're living in an age when conspiracy theories are coming true every single day. What 10 years ago was considered to be a conspiracy theory is actually happening, and that's what we're seeing here. First Republic is what he's talking about, folks, where they were taken over by the feds last night and then sold off to J.P. Morgan Chase in the middle of the night. And there's more to come, I'm quite sure. But uh, you look at that, and you look at the debt ceiling fight that is going on now. Democrats who are in power that have the vast majority of support from Americans on this issue want to get rid of the debt ceiling and not cut back on spending. And if anything, we have people who know the least bit about uh, you know economy, personal economy, and national economy is that you cannot keep spending money that you do not have, that you do not have the ability to pay back without entering into bankruptcy. And then the next step in bankruptcy, of course, is your uh, you know, turning your 
your your assets, liquefying your assets, and getting rid of spending off your assets, which is where America is headed right now. The only way, in my view, to deal with the inflation that we have going on, the Fed could go up to 20% like we were in the late 70s. I was alive, and I remember it. And it's not going to get it under control. You have to, at some point, have Ronald Reagan that came along in the early 1980s and said we're doing an across-the-board spending cut of 5% everywhere in real spending, not rate of growth, but real spending is going to be cut by 5%. That's what actually got inflation under control, and that's what we're going to have to do now. And the Democrats who are in power right now, they won't even think about cutting spending. So until we do, we are a bankrupt nation. I hate to be, you know, Mr. Beautiful Sunshine on a Monday morning, but that's a fact. That's a, that's a reality in our own personal lives, our business lives, and our, and our national life as well. We are bankrupt. We don't have the money to pay this back. Yeah, it's pretty crazy when you look at the the balance sheet and the income and just just the financial assessment of this country. And you talked about a few banks. What about a few tech companies? I mean, tech companies are starting to control media more and more. And and these tech companies are huge. In fact, if you look at the eight biggest tech companies, they're responsible for the total gains in the S&P 500 this year. If you take the other 492, the market is actually down. So very concentrated. So it's not just banks, it's tech. But you're right. Look at, I mean, Ronald Reagan was the last one to control spending. I mean, 1980 through 88, I mean, we're talking, you know, over 40 years that we've had unlimited spending. And they're, they're, in my opinion, it's going to go down to the last hour and then they're going to raise the debt ceiling again. Well, they, no, they are. They are, and they will not do anything to cut spending. To take it on. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not going to do it on their watch. No, no, it's going to happen exactly how the leftists want it to happen in this country. Which the next step then in a bankruptcy filing is to get rid of your assets, start selling off your assets. <laughs> that's where we are. There's no other way to look at this then that's where we are as a nation at this point. If you continued in your business to do this or in your personal life to do it, you would end up in bankruptcy and you'd have to get rid of your assets. Back in just a minute, Where and Rima coming up next, KTSF. The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by Steve.